Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dreams, Memes, Very Supremes. Welcome. Uh, this is episode four, and today we're going to be speaking about fitness episode myths. Three. Episode three. <laughs> <laughs> episode three, jumping the gun a bit there. But before we get into the podcast, we're going to start off, as always, with the pizza. With pizza. Pizza time. So what have we got here, Jack? A V-spot pizza, large pizza. Half and half with combo euros on this side. Just the combo euros there. And creamy prawn, is it? Creamy prawn. It's a new on one. On this side, which is new. It looks delicious. So V-Spot, for the people that don't know, uh, in Adelaide is a vegan, fully vegan pizza bar. Mm. So we spoke uh, with Case, um, really nice guy uh, who owns V-Spot. And another guy, I'm afraid I didn't get his name. I can't remember his name. They've give us the, the perfect suggestion. Yeah, the perfect recommendation. Chef's best. <laughs> so this is the chef's best. We're getting both. So we've got this one for this podcast, and we've got another pizza coming for the next podcast because we're filming the nutrition myths one at the moment as well. So without further ado, I think we're actually starving right we now. We are a little bit hungry. <laughs> so why don't we jump in? Are we going to start with combo euros? Yep. All right, sweet. I don't know how we're going to do this. We're going to rate them individually or what? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like two pizzas in one. I don't know if I'm just really hungry. Well, that's amazing. I think it's both. Mm. <laughs> That's ridiculously tasty. <laughs> How crazy is that? Euros mm. meat stuff. Obviously fake meat. I used to work at a Euros shop for three years. And this is like spot on. Tastes like what we used to have on a pizza. Do you want to rate it? I feel bad giving it a nine. Because I don't know how it can get any better. But you just know I don't like giving out tens just every day. Mm. Like it is mind blowing. Mind-blowingly good. Yeah. But I don't want to give it a 10. You know what I mean? Yep. Maybe the base would need a tiny bit more work for it to get the 10, even though it's still really good. Like, that's mm. what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to... It's like a... Mm. It just brings it down slightly for you. Yeah. What I, about you? I would honestly give that a 10. To... Yeah? Yeah. How good is it? <laughs> it's very something, good. Something like. Yeah. What's our first 10? Creamy prawn. You do the honours? It's creamy prawn time. Let's see if it can live up to the combo Euros's standard. That's actually so good. It actually tastes exactly like garlic prawns on a pizza. Like, yeah. Those prawns are so weird. I don't want to just Case, a... what are you doing, man? Is this real prawn? Witchcraft. This is, this is witchcraft? <laughs> what are you doing in that kitchen, man? I'm going to have to go, yeah, again, feel bad. I'm going to have to go for a nine again. I'm going to give that one a nine. You're going to give that one a nine? What, yeah. what could you change for that one? Maybe a little bit more, more garlic sauce, maybe? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously got the limitation of the slight limitation that I said before base obviously it's the same yeah. base yeah yeah maybe I just like euros more than prawns maybe that's why yeah I was gonna <laughs> say if, if anything's gonna hit the 10 it's gonna be something dirty like a euros pizza <laughs> or oh man v-spot crazy you, case you did say this goes out to case you did say that we'd be converted from dominoes for good and, <laughs> uh, I think you're right mate so Hop into the, the topic of the episode. Yep, let's hop into yep. the topic, which yeah. is um, which is fitness myths. So obviously this is Jack's forte, so it's mainly going to be Jack taking this one. Uh, I'm going to be more there in like a questions and clarification kind of manner. Um, but we've got a few AMAs, I'm pretty sure, and ask me anything or ask us anything, as we like to call it, <laughs> that we're going to go through as well. So yeah, let's hop into that. We've said this before. We do a bit of pre-planning before these podcasts. Yep. And Jack's written up some fitness myths. Five five myths that we hear a lot or see a lot. 
Yeah, much. and do they include your AMAs as well? No, no, no. There's so AMAs, one extra one. Wow, one how much value is this guy providing? Oh my god, just I know. straight up front. Straight up front value. No payment required. So let's go ahead and jump into the myths, Jack. What you got first? So the first fitness myth we've got is going to be surrounding the idea of spot reduction, which is the belief that doing, say, if I did a bicep curl, I would be burning fat from this area here. Sounds which, like it makes sense. You know, you can see some kind of basis behind it if you mm. don't know how the biochemistry works. Definitely. Mm. But essentially, that's a complete and total myth. It's also the same thing that leads to people say doing loads of crunches, thinking that's going to give them abs when they're, say, overweight or something like that. Yeah. How do I, I hear it just from your clients and what you've told me? Mm. Like, how do I lose this bit of fat under here on my yeah. arm? Or how do I lose it around my thighs? Or something like that. It's just mm. not true, is it at all? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the only really the only real thing you can do is try and burn overall body fat. Mm. So reduce your calories you're intaking or increase what you're expending, maybe even both. And then you'll burn overall body fat. And if the genetic gods are kind, you'll lose it from the areas you want. But sometimes you'll lose it from different areas first. Mm. So if you lose it from your stomach, say, before your arms and you really want to get rid of that fat, you just have to essentially keep going. Is there... Any science around this, or is there any science that's been taken out of context with spot reduction? Or? Um, not too much that's been taken out of context. It's more or less just the, the idea that people just assume if you work out an area, you'll burn fat out of that area. It's a reasonable thing to think if you have no other information. But just doing a little bit of digging, you'll almost straight away find that that's not the case. There was actually a, um, a really good study done in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research back in 2013. Um, in which people were put on a 12-week exercise program where three times per week they trained just one of their legs, their non-dominant leg. And after the 12 weeks, even though they'd only trained one side, both of their legs lost an even amount of body fat. <coughs> and even more so, they burnt more fat above the waist than they did on their legs. Yeah. So that's pretty, pretty conclusive, yeah. working out that one leg got them results yeah. on both legs in regards to body fat and above the waist as well. So they so. just ended up with a bit of body, body fat loss and one stronger leg? More or less, yeah. yeah. Right. That's, that's not the <laughs> method of training we recommend. No. Not, <laughs> train both legs. Try, try and train both legs. Unless you you've can. only got one leg or you've got no legs. Have you seen that one-legged monster on Instagram? Yeah, I've seen a few of the people on Instagram. He's, they, he's a beast. Yeah, I know, they're crazy. <laughs> I probably do like more plates than I do two legs. Yeah. Like, you've just got one <laughs> leg pumping away. Yeah, it's crazy. So the, the other big thing that's connected to that is... The idea that, say, doing crunches and sit-ups will give you abs, that's only really the case if, you've already, if you're already lean enough to see your abs, which mm. isn't the case for a lot of people. So yeah. you need to work on reducing your overall body fat, and then you can really focus on that. But even then, I'd suggest doing, say, planks, power press. Wood chops. Wood chops are good. Yeah, all those ones that will work multiple um, muscles around the abdomen mm. rather than just doing the, um, the center muscles, which is the rectus abdominis. Yeah. So just doing that kind of thing will after or during your body fat mm. loss will be much better. Sort of attached to that, but kind of separate is a lot of people when they actually train their their abs, they don't really do any rotational movements, do they? Mm. Yeah. Is um you say it's abdominus rectus, is that what you, you yeah. said? Um they only rectus usually abdominus, sorry. Re rectus abdominus rectus abdominus. Uh, they usually just train that, yeah, essentially, don't they? Yeah, set-ups and crunches. For <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's it. Which are, which are fine exercises, but they should definitely be supplementary mm. to um, 
Corex sizes. Yeah, they do no oblique work or, mm, or anything oblique like that. Work. Um, so you want to do you want to do stuff like planks, like we've said, and rotational work to really strengthen up more of the stabilizers rather mm. than just the, the superficial muscles, which are a lot weaker. Yeah. But yeah, well, you know, obliques look good though. Obliques do look good yeah, when they're when they're popping. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure if you scroll far down enough on our Instagram, we've got Jordan uh, who um who got really oh, lean the, on the our program. God. Yeah. yeah, and he he's got godly obliques. Jordan, if you're watching this, <laughs> you know you do. We love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. What's number two? Myth number two. Yeah. Sweet. So myth number two is the idea that weight doing weighted training is targeted for men which mm. is just simply not the case. Women should be doing resistance training just as much as, as men should. Mm. Everyone should be doing resistance training more or less for just really simple benefits, just such as like reduce chronic disease, um, increase bone density, reduce muscular wastage, which, which is especially relevant if you pass like 30 or 40, somewhere mm. in that range. Yeah. Everyone should be doing it. And then you get the added bonus of being able to build muscle, tone up, Look doing better. Yeah, look, looking better essentially. All the things that are, like a lot of girls will say do cardio because they want mm. to get toned. Yeah, and or, or um, the other one is that if they're they're afraid if they literally touch a weight, they'll, they'll turn, turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. or something. They'll they'll like just blow up into like a, mm. a balloon or or something. I don't yeah. know what that. Any any kind, kind of pictures from. you've seen of that are women on steroids. Yeah, if they're looking really like manly Jacked. and big. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because of the natural. There's a testosterone threshold where beyond that you can't really gain any more muscle. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, using steroids. Yeah, that's pretty much the only variable between men and women, isn't it? It's just essentially the presence of the testosterone hormone, mm. or is there some genetic factors involved there? But there's some quite interesting research on it that I'll I'll need to um, check back on, but. Um, I think it was Greg Knuckles. He wrote a really mm. good article on essentially the differences. Mm. And there was some re really good information on mm. what women are actually better at than men in mm. respect to fitness. It's really mm. interesting. I'd give it a read. Yeah. I can't quite remember what it's called either, but essentially yeah. just Greg Knuckles, uh, women training. Will yeah, be, it'll will, come up. We'll get yeah. it for you. I think it's just a reality that more men train than women. Can't cite any evidence, but I would say... That's pretty spot on to say mm. that. Um, Maybe. In terms of weight training. Weight training. Weight training. Yeah, yeah, that's training. Um, more, more men than women weight train. That doesn't mean that weight training is more tailored to men. It just means it attracts more men. Yeah. And we should be encouraging women to pick up the weights and, and have and have, just have a go, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I think it's always better to start with a personal trainer. I had a very steep learning curve. After mm. I learned a lot from you and, and other people who were much more knowledgeable than me, when for the first six months of my training, I wasn't really, I didn't know what I was doing. I yeah. still can't remember because I, was doing, <laughs> I wasn't doing anything that was meaningful. Yeah. And you really want to take advantage of those newbie gains that you get yeah. at the start. So that's what I would encourage, um, especially women to do, is uh, have uh, a personal trainer. Just or to, even just, just a friend who knows what they're on about. Yeah, if, definitely. If yeah. they've been training for a while and mm. they... They like cite literature, say, and yeah, <laughs> seem to know what they're talking about. They're just yeah, that's definitely to, to train with. Yeah, because you you really there's no difference between I love that post you did. Uh, there's no difference between male and female exercises. Mm. Females should still be you know loading up a heavy squat and yeah. just going for it. You know, if you if you have the same goal as a man, you'll be doing the same exercises as a man. 
the yeah. the exercises will be related to your goal rather yeah. than your sex. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that essentially goes back to what I was saying before about how a lot of girls will they want to say get toned, you know, summer weather, bikini body, that whole that whole mm. thing. And they'll just walk on the treadmill for hours. And yeah. the, the treadmill is great for burning burning body fat. It's purpose. It's, yeah. yeah. Like increasing the energy energy you expend mm. so that if you're eating the same amount you'll be burning fat essentially. Mm. But it's absolutely useless, more or less, for gaining muscle. Mm. Which is what is essentially the what you need to get that yeah, tone look. If that's you their need, goal, then mm, that's what they should be define, predominantly doing. Define yeah. the muscle groups that make up that look mm. rather than just losing the body fat. Yeah. Because if you've not trained those muscles, mm. those muscles won't be prominent. It's not like they're just going to walk on a treadmill and then all this muscle that's just been hidden under fat's just going to come out of nowhere. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know um, what they think. I mean, I get it. It's, it's naivety and it's, and it's ignorance, obviously. Mm. I don't blame them, but yeah. that's, that's where people like us come in. We want to try and get you past that learning curve and you know and there's a lot of people out there doing it there's a, a lot of females on instagram i see doing really good work around yeah um, yeah getting women that's, involved that's in light. definitely gotten a lot better over the yeah. last couple yeah. of years even yeah although our content's gone a bit downhill recently naturally stephanie was really good at that mm. she was like a you know vegan woman but i don't i don't know if she called herself a bodybuilder uh, or not or fitness yeah model, fitness that kind model of thing, kind of thing. Yeah. but she was just yeah she was just breaking the stigma like She's just squatting heavy weights. And yeah, like yeah, definitely. Getting loads of women interested in, in doing that kind of thing. Mm. And it's good. It's, it's awesome. I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, exactly. Myth number three. What do you got for us, Jack? Myth number three. The fact that some people believe there are exercises that are necessary to do mm. for certain goals. Say, if I want to get a bigger chest, I have to do bench press. Let's say I believe that, but then I find out that bench press hurts my shoulder. Yeah. Am I just am I just doomed to not have yeah, a big chest? Yeah, big chest, yeah. No, because you can just supplement it for an exercise that doesn't hurt your shoulder. Say I mm. might do cable flies or I might do dumbbell chest press, something like that. Something mm. that will work the same muscle group and I can load up with a decent weight. It will have the same mm. result. Yeah. That might they might not be as optimal as a bench press, mm. but the bench press certainly isn't necessary for reaching that goal. Yeah. And I was just about to ask that question. Mm. But you would say the bench press is mostly the like the most optimal exercise for your chest. Potentially, yeah. Because you can, you know, you can have the heaviest load mm. on a bench press. Am I right? And but so it's the chest is actually quite an interesting muscle to use because of the uh, the fibre direction has an impact on which exercise will be best, oh. which is a bit more complex it's stuff. Attached to the shoulder up here, so yeah. it comes down attached, like that. Right? Uh, on the clavicle, the shoulder, and the sternum. Uh, so yeah. the fibres can essentially run predominantly in uh, three different ways. Mm. And if you have a majority going downwards, you might find that doing dips might be a lot better for your chest. Whereas someone with yeah. the fibers pointing upwards might find that dips only really do their yeah. triceps. So like everything, it's very individual. Specific. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you just have to it's really interesting. Just have to find out what exercises work for mm. you, which exercises you enjoy the most, which ones you feel the most comfortable on, and then just work with those ones. And then you just increase the weight over time, do enough volume on it, and then you will get those results. Mm. It doesn't have to be the magic exercise. Yeah, yeah you don't definitely. have to do deadlift. You don't have to do conventional deadlifts yeah. if it hurts your lower back. Yeah. Try a different kind of deadlift mm. or even try a different hip hinge exercise. Mm. I think it's good for fitness professionals to to come out with that. And I've got in a habit of doing this. I'm not saying I'm a fitness professional. But um, <laughs> they'll essentially romanticize about the compound lifts, like squat, the deadlift, and the mm. bench. And although they are, like, for my right, the same, probably the three best movements. Oh. Full body movements. Mm. They, they don't 
they don't uh, supplement that information about the bench press, the squat, and the deadlift with anything like, you don't have to do these exercises, but they're just most optimal. They don't really yeah. give that. They just say like, if you if you want to grow, you do squats. If you want to if you want to grow, you do deadlifts. And mm. the terminology and the language around it, I find is is a bit probably off putting for people. Yeah, and, yeah, they, yeah, and, yeah, and I can definitely see where that myths. But I mean, that's probably fueling the myth anymore. Mm. I mean, it's, not, it's not really the fitness professionals that are saying it. It's just that they're not saying it in the right way, and, and then people are kind of interpreting it wrong. Kind of be just be careful about how you're yeah. saying it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Instead of saying the squat is the best exercise. Try and say, or by saying a barbell squat is the best exercise, I should say, try and say, make sure you include a squat pattern movement in mm. your program. So even if it's a barbell, a barbell squat would probably be best, but a front squat and a goblet squat and a leg press even, stuff like that will still achieve the same purpose. Mm. Just maybe not not quite as optimally, but with adjusted for volume and weight and all those uh, variables, you can still get the same results. And it's so easy to add that little bit of information yeah. in there. And not fall into that trap of potentially fueling this myth about yeah. having the necessary exercise. It's a pretty easy one to get around. Myth busted. Myth, myth busted. <laughs> myth busted. <laughs> can we get a clip of Adam Savage up? Wait, I'm editing this. Can I get a clip of Adam Savage up? I think I've got like someone. Uh, clip, please. Um, roll it. Roll it. Yeah, we're, we're in a massive movie. We're in a massive studio right now. So. Yeah, this yeah. is a good one. So the idea we've essentially we've written down. No pain, no gain. Mm. So this is probably the stupidest myth. Probably one of the biggest, though. Well, mm. It's the idea that if you're not really sore the day after you've worked out, say, you haven't trained hard enough and you need to train harder next time. It's this whole idea pushed by usually people on steroids of just really pushing yourself to the limit, doing five sets of 20 yeah. on every exercise yeah. Yeah. until you're collapse and then or if you throw up that's good you haven't worked out if you've not thrown up yeah it's crazy it's hey? real it's like taken to the extreme it's horrible but mm. even moderate belief in that is still quite harmful because you're not going to get the results you want if you don't allow yourself to recover in time you don't take it at your own pace mm. and progress nice and gently over time rather than Definitely. just absolutely knocking yourself out for the first little period mm. and then injuring yourself and setting yourself yeah. back further yeah it's a very yeah, annoying one it but. is an annoying one and it's a one that is really peddled by like as you said by fitness professionals but mm. i've especially seen on social media they'll take screenshots of their clients messaging them saying i'm so sore today oh. <laughs> like in and they're, and they're like showing that like to market themselves or something yeah. and to promote themselves like that doesn't mean anything yeah like it's it's all results based. It's, it's everything that it should be. It's results based. It's not how you're feeling the next day. That's just a load of crap. And if you are feeling incredibly sore the next day, perhaps you have gone a bit overboard. Yeah. Like especially if you're at the point where you cannot walk. Yeah. I mean that's Definitely. that. You, there's no there's no reason to think that's normal because you hurt and you can't walk the next day. That's not normal. Yeah. So the way you should think about it is it's very easy to make someone sore. Yeah. Just. Oh. Do, You're not doing a good job. Do a hundred of an exercise you've never done before and whatever muscle you've worked will be screaming the next day. Yeah, that, that's one that really annoys me probably just as much as it annoys you. Yeah. Because um, I know just how crappy it is and, mm. and the fact that people use it as a as, to promote themselves Yeah. as a, as a good trainer. It's just like, that doesn't mean anything. Where it get, can get really dangerous is if you're pushing yourself past where your form stays perfect. You should, even if you hit fatigue, 
you should hit fatigue with perfect form. Mm. The moment that your form breaks, you stop that exercise. That's mm. the basic rule that you should go by. Because as soon as your form breaks, you're vulnerable to an injury. Definitely. And if yeah. you're, and if you're, say, your trainer or your friend or whoever or even yourself is going, I need to go until I can't do any more. Yeah. Then that's that's when you become susceptible to injury. Yeah. And even when your form does break down, then you're not actually effectively hitting the muscle that you want yeah. to hit anyway. Because say on a bench, on a bench press you're going to start moving your shoulder forward and your scapula forward yeah. and you're going to start using more of your front delts on mm. um, rather than... Um, You'll still be working your chest, but you're definitely yeah. setting yourself up for the potential for an injury, yeah. which is yeah, the, the right. biggest thing there. Yeah. So as soon as... Just use use that basic rule. If you feel like your form's subpar, stop at that point. You should always feel confident that your form is perfect. So that's a real good tip for a drop set as well. Mm. Definitely where the intention is getting to fatigue. Because yeah. I'm not right, wrong in saying that getting to fatigue is sometimes a good thing. Yeah, no. Like, if you I, can... I think I read a study on um, bicep training and, mm. and tricep training, so arm training. And it was actually really beneficial to put a drop set at the mm. end and go to fatigue it right at the end of your last exercise yeah. of the day. And I saw some research, I think, um, quite a while ago into supporting that. So it can definitely sometimes be beneficial, right? Yeah. Because well, you hitting fatigue is fine as long as you're hitting fatigue with good form. Mm. The point that fatigue is isn't when you can't do physically do any more of mm. the movement. It's when you can't physically do any more of the movement without your form breaking. And with something like a dumbbell curl, that's quite easy because you're just lifting. Yeah, your hand I mean they're kind of the same thing. Yeah. Almost, yeah. With, with something like a deadlift, that's when that advice might be a bit more iffy because. Yeah your form will probably break before you feel like you yeah, before you're couldn't back, yeah. get one more rep, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But in in the perfect world, <laughs> you'd be at the same point with both of those. So the, the last of the five that we've put forwards that we're going to talk about is the idea that three sets by 12 reps is the only way to... The three to by 12? Yeah. The three by 12 rule yeah. that a lot of people... Not so much anymore, which is I'm mm. quite happy to see, mm. but definitely back a few years ago even... It was the thing that you'd get told. If you go to the gym, do three by 12 and you'll get big. Do oh. less than that and you'll get strong. Yeah. Do more than that and you'll work endurance. Mm -hmm. It's less clear cut than that. Yeah. Going closer to one rep will focus more on strength, but you'll certainly still build muscle in the process. The further you move away from that, the more you'll be working endurance, more or less. Yeah. And then there's just, throughout that whole period, you'll still be going for hypertrophy. Mm. But it's just about what you're focusing on more. So for definitely, and I'd say it's more so on an exercise by exercise basis rather than your goal mm. basis. You should be trying to increase your weights on your compound movements, which you'd probably put first. So you'd go lower weights for those. Yeah, regardless more, of more your goal. strength kind of. Yeah, yeah, focused. I guess I don't maybe, like saying that, but maybe if you're not powerlifting, you won't be doing a single rep, but you might yeah. do between maybe three and eight somewhere in that range for your big compound movements like deadlifts, bench press, squats. <clears throat> and then you'll do your secondary exercises like maybe a bent over row, a hamstring curl, something else. <laughs> yeah. And across and, all of these exercises, across your whole program, no matter if it's tailored for strength or for hypertrophy or endurance or whatever, you'll you'll still be following the principle of progressive overload. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So progressive overload is the, um, the mechanism by which you increase the intensity of an exercise. So by moving up the weight or moving up the reps, say, moving up the overall volume or the intensity, bit by bit to improve. And essentially by doing that, 
your muscles will adapt and you'll grow muscle, you'll get stronger. So it's essentially what you want to do for just about every goal. Sorry to plug our video in here, but we're going to be making a video soon about how to build muscle. Mm. Um, and we're going to go a bit more into depth about progressive overload then, I would yeah. imagine. So stay, stay tuned. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Sorry to plug. Watch this space. <laughs> so this is a bit of a shorter myth, but essentially it's just breaking the um, breaking the idea that you have to be doing three by twelve of deadlifts and then bent over row and then yeah. uh, lat pull down and then bicep curl to yeah. hit those muscles for yeah. for size. Yeah. For you want to be doing yeah. maybe maybe between three and eight for deadlifts. You want to do maybe what do I say next? Bent over row. Yep. Six, six to ten and bent over row, eight to twelve of lat pull down, mm. and then maybe even higher reps for the dumbbell curl since the biceps are a muscle that responds better for under um, higher volumes. Mm. So oh, maybe cool. going for two by fifteen, something like that. Yep. That's just an example. Yeah, <laughs> you don't... yeah so it's very muscle but, specific too, mm. then as well. Like, like yeah, you said, exercise be. specific before. Yeah, so like the same thing, I guess. Usually, but... usually bigger muscles are more strength based. Mm. which is a they need a higher load, load which makes sense doesn't mm. it i mean you've got a bigger muscle it requires a heavier load for it to you know be yeah. efficiently worked yeah or but it works both ways a bigger muscle can also typically do more reps yeah so yeah definitely yeah you can also do it that way so you can say do some high weight bench press and then drop mm. and do some lower weight but higher rep dumbbell chest press mm. and you'll get the benefit best of both worlds that's something i normally would do yeah um do a like a like um on like a big like chest day or um yeah i do the i do a like a heavy chest movement uh, yeah. and then we'd probably like move on to like something a bit lower weight high rep yeah which is how you do the same go. on legs do like a squat and then maybe go to a leg extension mm. with like high reps that makes sense yeah definitely yeah, definitely want to do the strength exercise first as well and then yeah start with the bigger muscles work to the smaller muscles or start with the compound movements and move towards the isolation mm. movements Start heavy, they're light. All yeah. those kind of trends just yeah. work throughout the world. Yeah, you definitely want to get the strength stuff at the start. I've, I've actually done quite a bit of research, even though it's not my field, just from uh, the biochemistry of it. Yeah. You've got your ATP phosphate, which is essentially got energy stored in your muscle, ready for immediate use. And it's most efficient in a small amount of time. So when you get in for that strength, that strength set, you need that there. You don't want it to be depleted after doing your your three by twelves <laughs> and then go into a strength set do you, you want to have your strength <laughs> be able set to get half the weight you might be able to yeah exactly right I'm, yeah I've, I've done it i've made that mistake a long time ago but yeah and that concludes the five myths i believe yeah so hopping into the the question that we got asked by someone on the instagram post was it yeah um, uh, over over instagram i think it was a, yeah. uh, a dm or something so we're jumping into the ama i mean we, we call it an ama which stands for ask me anything but when we put the post up on our, our social media, we put ask us anything, because <laughs> obviously two of us. But no one knows what AUA is, no. so I have to put AMA. So what question did you get? I think you got A. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> <Thanks for looking. laughs> so what questions did you get for the AMA? So we got, um, we only got one question for it this time. I thought we had two. No. You got two, didn't you? Oh, well. I've got a few, yeah. It's fine, we'll get more next time. I, I got I got more <laughs> questions asked on mine. Not to rub it in. Nutrition yeah. is arguably more confusing. Not even uh, accurate. No, yeah, definitely. I'd, yeah, say, I'd really. say nutrition is a lot more convoluted and yeah. confusing than fitnesses, so I'd expect less questions. Definitely. And I think people are way more humble with nutrition than fitness. I think mm. people don't even want to ask questions about how to train sometimes. Yeah. Because they've got too much pride. Like everyone thinks 
they are doing it right. Yeah. And I found that I, I was expecting it to be the same in nutrition for people to be like, because it's something that you do three times a day. I thought people would be the same about mm. nutrition. They would be like, I'm not doing this wrong. Don't tell me how to do, to do it kind of thing. <laughs> it's more like that in the fitness industry, I think, especially with dudes. Dudes don't like to yeah. know that they're doing something wrong. Yeah. I mean, just how embarrassing it must be for a guy when they're doing like deadlifts like a scared cat and you come over and like, dude, you're going to break your back. Yeah. Oh. The ego, the chunk of ego it must remove. Oof. Snaps just like their vertebrae. Yeah. So the question was, to paraphrase, does swimming give you man shoulders? <laughs> That's quite an interesting question that I've not really heard that much before. <laughs> never, never been asked that one before, to be yeah. honest. So it's a, it's, a, it's a myth that was going around more so in England mm. than here. It's an interesting question. Like It's essentially asking... If a woman does swimming, I assume casually and not, not at a pro level, yeah. will they develop more masculine shoulders, say? So I'm guessing that means just a lot broader, less feminine. And yeah, and I think the trap trap development, so they get sloped because usually people will see feminine shoulders as quite squared off, mm. whereas not squared off, you know what I mean? Like coming out like that, yeah. whereas more men's shoulders go down. It's, it's an interesting question because... Swimming will work your deltoids, which is mm. the muscle in question. And if you do look at a, a pro swimmer, for example, like some Olympic swimmers, you might see they have quite developed delts. But even looking at those who are, they would be the prime example. They swim every day. Every day. And when they're not swimming, they're essentially training to swim. Mm. So they might be in the gym, they do a lot of shoulder press and stuff like that. Really trying to train the shoulders. And yet... They still have smaller shoulders than what you'd expect from a, what you well what I'd describe anyway as manly shoulders. Yeah, yeah. So so it's not even that bad anyway. Yeah. And then they're not just swimming, like you said. That's a really good point. Mm. They're actually training because they're at the pro level. Yeah. To swim, like so they're doing shoulder movements in the gym. Mm. Not and not so, even just not even just pro level. Olympic level, so that literally the best of the best. Yeah, wow. They they train every day. They swim for, I think Rebecca Adlington um, yeah. swims for six hours a day. Good last name. <laughs> six hours a day, which you know, that's that's more than most people will need to worry about. Yeah. And not even her shoulders are that manly. No, 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 definitely not. You can see that she's got developed shoulders, but I wouldn't say it's anything, anything. Crazy or older shoulders. She's she, she, she's no Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's quite a funny one. So essentially, what he's saying is a bit of both in the middle. I'd say it's it's somewhere in the middle, but it's nowhere near manly. Yeah, it's, I think the definition's convoluted at the, that you've been given mm, at the start. Yeah, because what what would you describe as man's shoulders in a woman? Yeah. You know what I mean? What's, well, the, what's the point there? Well, it's like going back to what we, what we said before about uh, when women lift weights. The, there's a testosterone cap. Yeah. In, it's quite interesting, actually. I'll go to this quickly. Mm. Women have about 75 to equal the amount of muscle gaining potential in the lower body and around 0.5 times the amount of potential in the upper body, mm. which means that a woman swimmer You'd expect to have about half of the muscular development in the upper body as mm. the equivalent man. Yeah. Which, you know, that's immediately going, oh, so that's probably not manly shoulders yeah. then if it's going to be half that other man. Yeah. Just so straight female, away. Females are a lot more comparable to males 
in uh, lower body departments, mm. whereas yeah, yeah, upper yeah, body less less so. Twenty twenty five percent percentage point difference there mm. between lower body and upper body for females is that what mm. you said yeah, yeah yeah so it's it's given us a range but just yeah. averaging it's about yeah. that yeah yeah oh that's really interesting you know no more amas did you know that's no, the that's the one yeah make sure you put your amas in guys I mean, you're pretty much getting free advice here mm. i mean that, i mean that's what we mostly do anyway and yeah. we're not complaining by any means we love doing that but yeah just use it it's a, it's a good resource hey mm. like you can get your questions answered to conclude if you want to get abs, work on your body fat. Women should do weights as well as men. Don't work out until you're in pain. <laughs> that that's, that seems a, like an easy a piece one. of advice. <laughs> there are no necessary exercises. Do the ones that fit you best. 3 by 12 isn't the only rep range. And swimming is good for you. Do it, do it if you enjoy it. When you really boil these down to like a quick fire like you have, <laughs> it, it really it is just like sounds silly. Like some of the stuff you're saying right now. Don't work in there until you hit. But like, it's, I know that's not the myth, but that really is what it is. Yeah, more or yeah, less. That's funny ass. Anyway, well, that's it. That wraps that's it up. It. Thank you so much for tuning in Thanks for, for listening, the guys. third episode of Dreams, Me and Zodi Supremes. We try to make it a bit shorter. Um, so this one should be considerably shorter than the rest. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Please let us know if you enjoy this format a bit better, but the shorter format has been a bit more engaging. But yeah, leave your comments below. Possibly stir up some discussion. Tell us where you disagree with us. Mm. Tell us where you agree with us. We want to know both sides of the story. If you hate something we've said, please feel free to ridicule us in the five-star iTunes reviews. <laughs> Do that too. We're also on Spotify. We're also on... <laughs> yeah, so thanks, guys. And make sure you stay tuned for the next episode, which is Nutrition Myths. Mm. So the other side to... of the story. Yeah, the other side of the story. And then you've got to hear my nasally voice instead of, of Jack's. That's how about it, masculine voice, yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. That, that wraps it up, guys. Peace. <laughs>